and welcome to the AC Hubcast. My name is Ryan Mullen, and I am the host of this program. Uh, we are talking to different performers and speakers that come to the AC Hub. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a masterclass, and we have the person that ran that masterclass with us today. She played with the idea of going to a variety of fields of work. She thought of being a singer, actress, lawyer, interior designer, law clerk, a blogger, and now, after a successful wedding blog, has become the CEO of her own company, Freed Events. So please welcome Brittany Freed. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So can you give me a little rundown? I kind of know a little bit of the story, but can you explain how you go from being a law clerk to now owning your own wedding planning company? Yeah, it was quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, I was either going to go into interior design or law. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad had kind of said, you know, might, might as well go check out Algonquin College, see if you like the law clerk program. And if you like the field, then you can start working your way into law school. Okay. And I thought that was a great idea. So I started at Algonquin and I loved the program. After a year, I transferred to Carleton and I did a year and a half there, transferred back to Algonquin, finished up the law clerk program and I got a job in my field within, uh, actually I got it three months before I graduated, which was great. And then I started, you know, climbing the ladder and I hit sort of a peak point a couple of years later. But while all of that was happening, I ended up meeting a girl who I worked with who was engaged. And she knew that I had a background in design because I used to do all of our, our the homes that we've lived in and, okay. and stuff like that. And uh, she wanted some help planning her wedding and she just didn't know what style it should be or how to decorate it. So I started doing some research and I realized that there was this really big hole in the Ottawa wedding market. I couldn't find vendors that would produce a particular style that I was looking for that was becoming really popular through the States and through, you know, Europe. And it's it was actually a very simple style. It was simplistic. It was organic. It was elegant, but it wasn't over the top. There are no crystals dripping from the ceiling. There's no, you know, burlap and mason jars. It was just um, fun, kind of industrial romantic. And I really couldn't find it in Ottawa. It was impossible. So after I realized that there was this huge hole in the market, I decided to fill it and for some reason thought that doing a blog featuring all of these different types of weddings would be the way to fill it. So I started to learn how to code and I started my own blog and started with a free little website on WordPress and then eventually switched it to uh, the WordPress coding site where you can really develop all of your own, you know, everything on there. Um, And then after a couple of years of doing that, I switched over to a company called Squarespace that made it a lot easier and a lot more user-friendly and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, within a year and a half, I'd say of starting the blog. We started getting submissions from all over the world to feature their weddings. We started getting advertisers from all over the world. We had so much attention. Um, I I got best Canadian wedding blog (laughs) a couple of years in a row, just a lot of awards, a lot of prizes and uh, a lot of job offers started dropping in my lap. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I started like, but where are the job offers like around the world? Yeah, I mean, one of them was doing social media management for a venue here in Ottawa. Um, One of them was to blog remotely for another wedding blog. Um, so I guess writing copy. Um, I also had people who would want me to curate styled shoots okay. and then basically just putting together a styled shoot for their products, but it was more for wedding products. I had people ask if I could design their wedding booths for wedding shows in Ottawa and one in Toronto too. But none of these 
stood out to you as something you wanted to do? No, not really. I was interested in wedding planning because I was really interested in designing weddings. And at that time, this was seven years ago, I, the, the role of a wedding designer just didn't exist. The, the title didn't exist. It's basically creating the aesthetic of the wedding rather than doing all of the administrative planning elements. Okay. Those two roles of being a designer and a planner were kind of rolled up into one role as wedding planner. And I thought that they were two very distinct roles. So I, I ended up becoming a planner and worked as a season um, for or worked as an assistant to a wedding planner in Ottawa just for a season. And then at the end of the season, I decided not to continue with her and ended up opening my own company, sort of out of necessity, actually. There were hmm. no, uh, the industry is fairly small here. There aren't that many people that hire. It's usually just one or two people working within the company as a wedding planner. But now, I mean, since I started my company, I now have 14 girls working with me and a group of 85 who will come and help anytime we need it at this this giant nice. group called we are freed <laughs> it's <Okay>. perfect yeah <laughs> cool yeah um so when you first like uh, weddings are so high pressured and mm-hmm. when you when you first started how did you handle this pressure oh it was crazy um apparently and i've actually looked this up because i've heard it many times and then i found it on forbes but wedding planning is the sixth most stressful job on the planet mm-hmm. i think there's got to be a million sense. things in between there but it's definitely very high stress um when i started planning I only knew how to coordinate a day of, but I didn't know any of the back end planning, like how to actually manage a budget, the cost of vendors, what to ask for, you know, venue questions, things like yeah. that. So it was all very much learning on my feet as I went and doing my research as I went, creating my own spreadsheets and trying to figure out things, you know, as I as I continued through all of the mm-hmm. planning processes. But I was also working full time at the law firm. I was still running the blog, which would take four to five hours a day, and I had an incredibly busy first season. Most wedding planners only have, you know, two or three events in their first year. And I booked 12 right out of the gate Uh, (laughs) and they were big budgets too. They weren't like DIY small Mm -hmm. budgets. It was crazy. The blog seemed to showcase my portfolio or at least my intended portfolio really well. So I kind of came off as an industry expert. And actually after my first season, I ended up dropping the blog and just went straight into my wedding planning because it was obviously making a lot more money than the blog. It was taking up a lot more time and the blog was such a part of the foundation of how I got to where I was, but it it got to a point where I didn't really need it anymore to be able to produce the kinds of events that I wanted to be showcasing. I have done five weddings now as a photographer, videographer, and I agree the pressure is intense. And I've only really done my like friends. I've done Mm -hmm. one for strangers and that one wasn't great because I met them on the day of. And so it really wasn't great. But the other ones were all people I knew and were comfortable with me and I already seen a lot of my photos and were like, hey, can you help me out do this? And maybe they was like kind of cheaper side. So I, I was learning how to do it. And so they were getting somebody that was less experienced. So I have a couple uh, just moments that stood out to me from them. And I figure I could just kind of tell you and maybe yeah. you give me your thoughts or let me know if you have anything that was similar. Yep. So the first one I did was at City Hall. Okay. And so super small. Uh, we went and walked around and took photos downtown by like Parliament. And it was amazing to see the smiles on people's faces when they saw the couple walking towards them. Just downtown Ottawa, we would walk around and people were just, it was just spreading joy to every person that we came in contact with. And I thought if we, people don't even know if these people got married, like you could have just put on a wedding dress and a suit and then you could just do that right now and go brighten up Ottawa today. And so like just this joy, do you get brightened up every time like you have a wedding? Like do do you feel, do you take the joy from these people all the time? Like, and just make you happier? Like how does this? I want to be one of those people that say, Oh, I just love love, Mm -hmm. but that is not the case. Um, I would say that I'm coming 
from the angle of putting on a professional show mm-hmm. like as, as strange as that might sound it's obviously a very happy day and it's crazy sure. and it's filled with a lot of emotions some really high some really low mm-hmm. um, almost always high though could yeah. I say <laughs> but I am in the thick of things I'm okay. the one that sees every on that. single problem I'm the one that has to be taking all of the blame I'm the one that has to be sort of at the forefront um, p- troubleshooting and problem solving every single second and I'm managing a team of usually around 45 people okay yeah. now when I say that it's sort of you can have up to 15 vendors and each of the vendors are usually one to two people per team plus I've got my own team plus all of the setup and the teardown then I've got the actual coordination of the events that are taking place on the day I've got the guests to manage food yeah. meal allergies making sure that banquets or service staff are following through on what they're supposed to be doing uh, managing the DJ for speeches and MCs and it's a lot so I actually have to regularly stop myself throughout the day and put a smile back on my face to just okay. sort of not that I'm ever in a yeah, bad mood sure. with it it's just it's such it's work it's mm-hmm. really really work and if I were there as a guest I know that the guest experience is beyond excellent we mm-hmm. really know how to throw a great party <laughs> through and through from the beginning of the ceremony to the end of the night people have a blast at our weddings yeah, that's great. but yeah it's definitely a lot more challenging on yes. our side so I, I'm usually the one that's in the thick of that and not really thinking about how exciting it is for the is couple for them, yeah. but then you know there are definitely moments where I get to actually walk up to them and say like like here's your wedding like when I first present them the reception space when I mm-hmm. walk them into their wedding I will literally have them close their eyes they oh. walk into the room and they open them and they get to see everything that we've worked hard towards for the last year sometimes two years planning and, one wedding two years oh yeah I guess absolutely. engagements can be quite a while okay wow yeah yeah the engagement can be long but a lot of people will book us two years in advance I'd say half of our couples will get us about a year and a half in advance and then we've got maybe a quarter that do two years and a quarter that's actually fairly last minute (laughs) yeah works out um the second wedding that I did it was I think the second or third wedding for both the people in the couple so it was very casual they're both pretty relaxed about it and they actually got married with their dog in between them and have you ever seen anything like that (laughs) yeah Yeah, we actually (laughs) were florists as well and uh we do like these little wreaths for them around their Mm -hmm. necks the flowers (laughs) and they're so cute and yeah we it's always a little bit cumbersome on our end again Mm -hmm. because you you see it from your perspective and it's adorable and it's really sweet but what you don't know is that we've spent two or three hours trying to figure out okay who's bringing the dog yes. who's then managing the dog how are they walking down the aisle what if they need to be let out uh-huh. um, who's going to take care of them after the ceremony because that's a burden on a guest right for sure and that it's not something that we can do or what if my team's allergic to the dog yeah oh we've got so many this so many little questions had like a little bag around its neck and i was like is this in case of an accident and turned out that's where the rings were uh, and i was like okay smart. yeah very funny super smart <laughs> um then the Third wedding I did was kind of a traditional Scottish one. Like the, nice. the groom had a kilt on and he had a sword. His dad had a kilt and he had like, I guess like a dagger or knife in his yep. like socks. Yep. And they actually tied a real knot around their hands when they got married. Have you done stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime we have a couple that has a strong connection to their, their original culture, mm-hmm. their heritage, we try to connect that into the design. So specifically Scottish, mm-hmm. we had a wedding this year that was out at Billings Estate Museum, okay. which it was all outdoors and it was really beautiful. 
beautiful and all of the groomsmen happened to have some kind of Scottish blood in them oh. so they actually had ties that matched their tartan their family tartan That's so cool. every every person had their own different tie um, and we used different plaid backgrounds as the backs of the menus and the stationery stuff like that just cool. little hints of what we can yeah that's mm -hmm. cool going yeah. into detail uh, and then the most recent one I did it was actually three weeks ago I'm, I'm editing the photos right now it was a Dungeons and Dragons themed wedding it was medieval <laughs> adventure and it was it looked really cool but I'd heard some backstory of beforehand the groom's father is very traditional Greek and he had kind of Ooh. been pointing in uh, how like hey you don't know in the future you might regret doing this and then like so he was kind of nervous yeah day of he was dressed up and the grandparents were dressed up. And I really appreciated how like, on, like, before and they might have been like, eh, what are you guys doing? But on the day of, they were like, no, we're going to commit. If this is what you guys want, it was in like a barn and there was, there was elves all over the place. People dressed up in medieval <laughs> gear, little kids running around in medieval stuff. And it was very cool and surreal experience. Have you done, have you had any specialized things like that? Any themes? So we actually take a very strong stance against doing themes. Yeah, okay. Um, the reason being, I, I love the idea of a theme to a degree. If mm -hmm. you're going to pick a theme, you need to pick it and go all yeah. the way. It can't be half-assed. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, we come so strongly from a, a point of view where you should be incorporating all aspects of your personalities from both sides of the relationship. So both the bride and the groom or whatever the combination is, they should both be equally represented in the design. Mm -hmm. So everything from your food selections to your signature cocktails to um, what is being played during your, your dances, everything, you can really incorporate a lot more than just one specific theme. So for example, we had a couple who was just the sweetest and they did as I was learning about their families, they told me that every Saturday night, their families, both sides get together and they play Settlers of Catan. Okay. Like always. Um, they also have a million other facets of their relationship though, right? So we started incorporating all of those different things. And then at the tables, all of the table numbers were, I don't really know how to describe it. They looked like a piece of the board for, for sure. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. And same with the table number, like the table numbers and the menus and there was something <laughs> else. So we kind of brought it in through the stationery, um, but everything else in the wedding was all based on different elements of their personality. And the same thing with the couple that did the D&D. They have like, they're in three different games a week. Uh, so okay. it's like, this is so the big is part of their life. life. So it makes sense. It's not that's just like, a, 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 that's why I was kind of surprised by like hearing their father being like, really? It's like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. So if that makes sense. That's what, <laughs> that's if anybody perfect, would then. do a themed, it's because it's what their whole life is about and they're yeah. not going to regret it. Exactly. Cool. Um, <laughs> the next thing I was wanted to ask you about was about your website. Yeah. It shows a lot of your personality. You um, you use comedy to disarm people because you actually have like a, a stepbrothers reference. You're like, do we just become <laughs> best friends on it? And I have I've checked out some other wedding planning websites, and no other one has a reference like. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's pretty unique. It, it's, it, it's definitely stand out <laughs> looking at, at all of them. Um, you use language like uh, you'll provide one hell of a good time, mm -hmm. and it sounds like your real voice. And it's it's not corporate ver verbiage. How how long did it take you to decide to six years? Do six years. Okay. <laughs> Basically, when I started, I didn't really know what to do, and I was mm -hmm. a brand new wedding planner. And you know, you're, it's kind of daunting starting a website and trying to have the right verbiage and the right copy on the site to yeah. 
accurately describe what you do. And of course, as a new person in the industry, you immediately go to other people's websites and you check them out. So I went to a bunch of people that I follow all throughout the world and um, found some wedding planners that I loved and even some florists and just started looking at how they describe their services and how they structure their services and how they describe themselves on the About Us page. And everybody seemed to have the exact same copy. Like I, I could have picked from a thousand sites and they all seemed identical. They all start with one big home page that cycles through a couple pictures. They have the about us services, gallery, contact pages, and that's it. Um, so that's what I started with. And I even used a lot of the same sort of calligraphy that I was loving at that point and the same color palettes that were prominently featured everywhere. And it just, it didn't quite feel right. So then, you know, a year later I redid it and made it a little bit closer to what I was looking for for, but I was still influenced too much by other people. And I swear I must've gone through seven versions of the site before I actually landed on this last one. And this last one, it's very unique because I only figured out the vision once I changed my business name. So the company used to be called Satin and Snow and it was terrible. Just the, the, it worked out because when I started the blog, I needed a name that said Canadian weddings and Satin and Snow just screams Canadian weddings. So it worked for a little while. Um, and then I realized that it's next to impossible to get on a business card. It sounds really princessy and really girly, but I'm kind of a more of a tomboy than I, than anything. I was never into weddings. I never liked weddings, uh, <laughs> never believed in weddings, still not entirely sure about weddings, as yeah. weird as that sounds. Um, but I did get very obsessed with the design all through sort of that six year period of working through the law firms and everything and getting the blog up and running. Um, but yeah, when I changed the name to my my last name, I so my last name it forever my whole family pronounces it Frid, but okay, it's actually yeah. Swedish and it's properly pronounced Frid. And the English version would be Freed, which as an English word, freed is literally free. You are open, you are able, you are independent, you are capable, you know? Yeah. And that's very much how I've always described our designs. We're not confined by anything. We're not stuck in a rut. We don't have cookie cutter weddings. You're not we trying very to follow much what everyone else is doing. Just exactly. Be unique, yeah. Exactly. So I found that the word "freed" and my last name was just very yeah. representative of exactly what we do. So when I was looking at changing my name, it took forever to land on this. And for some reason, one day we—I I knew I wanted my last name on the door. I knew that I wanted it to be my name, but "frid." is, you know, fairly generic and nobody really knows what it is. And then when I realized I could just switch it to the proper pronunciation, which is freed, suddenly freed events actually was perfect and it described my company perfectly and that was it and then I just realized well that's exactly how I speak it's exactly how I feel I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't tell somebody to their face I don't sound phony it sounds original it's exactly what I would be telling people if they were asking me off the street who the hell I am what was one mistake that kind of stood out to you that you kept making when you first started was there anything that you kept like while planning weddings was there something that you just couldn't figure out how to do and then now I've learnt or is oh, there everything. Anything? Yeah, <laughs> all over um, the board. I found that there was usually one big mistake a year, and it okay. was always very different. And the one big mistake, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily get into trouble. There was nobody's wedding day that was ever ruined. We've oh, always had perfect weddings. Like, there's never been an issue. Um, 
But yeah, I'd say on sort of the administrative or back end ways, there were obviously different ways that I could have done something. Um, and I just learned from that mistake. But they're all very different. So I, I'd say say learning to manage a large team was very much something that I've had to work on and continue to work on, mostly because this is an industry where there's a lot of turnover. So we need new people every single year. I'm I'm trying to figure out the formula that will keep people on for multiple years, but it's just not that kind of job. So it's okay. tricky to find people. For sure. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, no that's, problem. This is the end. Where can people find you on social media? Um, on Facebook, our company is called Freed Events, F-R-I-D Events. And then Instagram is our living portfolio. We post photos there that uh, are from all of our events. And it's definitely the number one place to go if you're checking out any of the wedding industry um, vendors. And our account is at We Are Freed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you can follow us uh, on Facebook, Twitter at Algonquin SS, and then on Instagram at Algonquin College SS. All right. That's Sweet. it. Thanks, Thanks so much. For coming in. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Bye.